Good morning. Uh, welcome to chapel this beautiful day. My name is Sarah Dieter, and I'm a third-year interdisciplinary major. Uh, we're here this morning, um, the students leading, because we all had the wonder op wonderful opportunity to spend our summer um, taking part in the ministry inquiry program. What that means is that we each spend about 10 to 11 weeks at a Mennonite church, um, and we were all across the United States, um, and just exploring different aspects of ministry. Each of our experiences shaped us as we were transformed by fun people, new places, and deep faith encounters. I would like to light this lamp um, this morning to acknowledge the presence of the divine in our summer months, as well as here with us this morning. Romanos, capítulo 12, versículos 1 a 8. Por lo tanto, hermanos, tomando en cuenta la misericordia de Dios, les ruego que cada uno de ustedes, en adoración espiritual, ofrezca su cuerpo como sacrificio vivo, santo y agradable a Dios. No se amolden al mundo actual, sino sean transformados mediante la renovación de su mente. Así podrán comprobar cuál es la voluntad de Dios, buena, agradable y perfecta. Por la gracia que se me ha dado, les digo a todos ustedes, nadie tenga un concepto de sí más alto que el que debe tener, sino más bien piense de sí mismo con moderación, según la medida de fe que Dios le haya dado. Pues así como cada uno de nosotros tiene un solo cuerpo con muchos miembros y no todos estos miembros des desempeñan la misma función, también nosotros, siendo muchos, formamos un solo cuerpo en Cristo y cada miembro está unido a todos los demás. Tenemos dones diferentes según la gracia que se nos ha dado. Si el don de alguien es el de profecía, que lo use en proporción con su fe. Si es el de prestar un servicio, que lo preste. Si es el de enseñar, que enseñe. Si es el de animar a otros, que los anime. Si es el de socorrer a los necesitados, que dé con generosidad. Si es el de dirigir, que dirija con esmero. Si es el de mostrar compasión, que lo haga con alegría. Romans 12, 1-8 I appeal, to you, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies in a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual ritual worship. Do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in ex exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, and the compassion in cheerfulness.
Good morning. It is a Friday, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Stephanie Hollenberg. I'm a third year Bible and religion major with minors in Spanish and music. And as we and my peers were talking about this chapel, about the transfor transformations that we experienced this summer, the question came up. How do we continue to build on those transformations as we enter college? How do we experience new transformative experiences? It's been a significant question for me these past few years. After high school, I spent a healing and transformative eight months in Colombia. And when I came to Goshen College then, I was restless. How could I justify being here, spending thousands of dollars on something that affected no one but myself, when I could be out in the world doing things and helping people? And when I came home from SST in Cambodia last May, I kept remembering what I had learned about Cam Cambodia's Khmer Rouge genocide in the 70s, the part my own country played in that, the wonderful Cambodians that still suffer the aftermath, physically, mentally, emotionally. What do I do with that knowledge, that experience, the devastation and compassion that I feel for them? And then there's my time um, at the Mennonite Church of Normal in Illinois this summer, where I did MIP, where I began to ask questions, as we mentioned earlier. And the night I went out to a gay bar with a group of GLTBQs who, like me, are exploring ministerial vocations and who are passionate about the church, where my friend Jake challenged me on my commitment to making the church more inclusive and affirming of GLTBQs. His question echoed in my mind for weeks. What do I do with that? Where do I go from there and how? How do I weave those experiences into my life and make something constructive out of those feelings of anger and compassion and perplexity? We all face this question, each of us, whether it be from SST or a discussion in class that grabbed your heart or a person you met or a discussion with a parent or mentor. Romans 12 tells us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. We are constantly being shaped by our environment, our experiences, the people we meet. Have you thought about that? That the choices we make and the experiences we choose for ourselves do shape us and others. And experiences that we don't necessarily choose affect us too. For example, being in this room this morning in chapel is affecting you. The class that you will go to later today will shape you. Your interaction with people on the sidewalk as you leave chapel will shape you. Just as a waterfall smooths and shapes the rocks, it crashes over day after day after day, so are we formed by our everyday experiences. Don't let those moments slip away. Don't dismiss them. In order to be transformed, you must allow them to move you, affect you, and shape you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ are we, who are many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 
We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If a person's gift is prophesying, let her use it in proportion to her faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let her teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let her give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let her do it cheerfully. The various experiences I had this summer in MIP were undoubtedly transforming. I can't put a finger on all the ways in which I was transformed, but I know that this summer planted some seeds that someday just may sprout and surface again. And while I didn't necessarily feel a call to go and become a, a gay activist or, um, or to become a pastor, I learned new things about myself from those experiences and will continue to hold them close to my heart and look to them for guidance. I also discovered interests that I have been able to build on. I am energized by creating worship services for, that are meaningful for people who, like myself, have struggled with the conventionalities of church and worship. And so, upon telling that to someone in my home congregation, I was invited to plan and lead a series of Wednesday evening contemplative services in October, which you're all invited to. And yes, I'm super busy and could have easily used that preparation time to write my papers for Hebrew scriptures and Jesus in the Gospels instead, but knowing that this is one of my gifts, I knew I couldn't afford to pass up this opportunity. And so, as you seek transformation, you must know yourself. Begin to take note of what moves you, what inspires you, what challenges you. Discover what your deepest values are, the things that you hold on to no matter what life throws your way, and ground yourself in those. And let that be your springboard. Apply yourself. Let your interests and passions carry you into action so that you might offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. Each of us and my peers had transformative experiences this summer, what Nikita has called mountaintop experiences, mountaintop experiences. But as we were talking the other day about how to build on our transformative experiences, she reminded us that we can't just stay up there. We have to come down the mountain and live our everyday lives. So if you feel fear or guilt for not feeling as passionately about something as you did in the moment, take comfort. We don't have to put it behind us because even in the valley, we can continue to see the mountaintop and be reminded of and guided by our experiences. And in the valley, we can apply what we learned to the mountain, what we learned on the mountaintop and move into action. And being in the valley does prepare us to climb another mountain and have another mountaintop experience. But being in the valley doesn't mean that transformative experiences don't happen here in our everyday lives. Ruben shared with us that this summer made him more aware of the unexpected ways that God works in our lives. Before, he had thought that there was a specific way that God spoke to us. 
But no, it's through these strange and unexpected experiences. So, as we dive deeper into the semester and think about how to have transforming experiences or build on the trans transformative moments already had, remember, allow yourself to be moved and shaped. Be aware of, li be aware of life as you move through it and embrace ordinary moments as transformative. Don't let them slip away without being moved and shaped by them. And know yourself. Don't conform to this world. Don't lose yourself in the midst of everything that is thrown at you. Know yourself. Know what energizes you and excites you, what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning. And let that carry you into action. Apply yourself. Use your interests and passions to move you into action so that you might be living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. I experienced the creative divine in art beyond the church walls in a house church started for artists who felt more comfortable talking about spirituality outside of church walls. I experienced God this summer through the people I met and the stories I heard of difficulty, struggle, and pressing on despite it all. I saw God in the joy of sharing what you have with those you encounter on life's journey. I saw God in the midst of the fear that comes with everyday life when you don't have papers to be in this country legally, when you live from day to day not knowing if your husband will come home from work or if your children, who are U.S. citizens, will have someone to take care of them tomorrow, next week, or next year. And I saw God in the hope, education, and empowerment of women my age ready to take a shot at community organizing if it will give their families and children the rights they deserve. I experienced God in the people that surrounded me, whose words of truth and ability to be transparent with me had more spiritual impact on me than any sermon I heard. I experienced God's peaceful presence in a congregation where a variety of styles of worship were embraced as we explored healing and God's work in creation. Lord of the Excluded, Open my ears to those I would prefer not to hear. Open my life to those I would prefer not to know. Open my heart to those I would prefer not to love. And so open my eyes to see where I exclude you. With that prayer in our hearts and with these reflections in our hearts, we now enter into a time of anointing. We welcome God into our hearts to receive a blessing of sending, to prepare us for the coming hours, days, and weeks of service in his kingdom. Anointing is a sacred ritual long used by the church to invoke the spirit of God. If you choose to be anointed, someone will make the sign of the cross on your forehead or on your palm. There will be people at entrances, four of them, waiting to do this. Um, and as you enter into this time, make yourself vulnerable to the Spirit. Let the Spirit fill you and make your experiences whole. Let the moments of your past be brought into the moment of the present, where 
God might take all of them and bless them and prepare you to go forth in service of the kingdom. After the anointing, we ask that you would return to your seats for a sending song.